This week's episode of Very Good TV Podcast is brought to you by Spectrum. This award season, Spectrum and IndieWire invite you to spend time with some of the year's biggest nominees in our Contender Conversation series. Each week, we're adding exclusive new videos featuring the filmmakers and stars behind some of the year's most acclaimed titles. This week, find out the inspiration for the story of Best Picture nominee, Arrival, from the writer Eric Heiserer. And listen to Best Supporting Actor nominee, Mahershala Ali, and Best Director nominee, Barry Jenkins, talk about their acclaimed film, Moonlight. These interviews and many more are available right now. Just look for the awards season spotlight on IndieWire.com. And of course, don't forget to watch the movies. Both Arrival and Moonlight are ready to watch right from home, right now, with Spectrum On Demand. Hello and welcome to IndieWire's Very Good Television Podcast. I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Lizlin on the Twitters. And I'm Ben Travers at Ben T. Travers on the Twitters. And Ben, we did it. We did it? 100 episodes. hey that was a real high five here in our real offices in L.A. It's a beautiful day. I mean, it's raining, but there was a new Leftovers trailer this morning. So it's a beautiful day here in Los Angeles. Yeah. I, happy Leftovers Day, Liz. <laughs> happy Leftovers that's Day, what we're, That's what we're celebrating with our, with our cakes and uh, our bubbly. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful day in, in all of the world. Yeah. I mean, the world is ending. And actually, it's very appropriate because the Leftovers trailer talks about the world you know, ending. Well, not the world ending. About the downpour. About rains uh, coming. The rains are coming. Rains. Maybe this and is it. L.A. is about to get hit with a torrential rainstorm. Yeah. So. Maybe we are just living in the leftovers now. We're in the hotel. This is the hotel. We're in it. And we're wearing our clothes. And we're, we're doing our thing. And we have a mission. But we got to figure out what our mission is. I mean, there's two cakes here. So I feel like that's got to be part of the mission to eat the cakes. I don't know why that's important. But it must be. It must be. We, must be important. Um, yes, we received cakes today. Uh, as f- For some reason, people had a feeling that we might want cake today. I don't know how it came Intuition. up. Intuition. Just Brilliant listeners out there yeah. who just knew what we needed before we knew we needed it. Yes, yeah. It had nothing to do with us mentioning our love of red velvet cake for the last 10 weeks. And it definitely would have nothing to do with me saying something derogatory or taunting our sister podcast who had only one cake. Oh my god, that's a good point. They had only one cake. We got two cakes. We got two cakes and the day's not over yet. Yeah. Technically, <laughs> this is Friday. People could have thought, man, we're going to send it on Monday when it pubs. Could get more cakes then. I'm sorry, I'm eating cake. Um, Never apologize for eating cake, Liz. It's true. Um, so that's about it. Yeah, we're. I mean, we did this for the cakes. Yeah. So we're going to... Just have our cake. It, it's time for us to... Re- and eat it, too. And eat it, too. It's time for us to reveal that this entire podcast has been 100 weeks of just lawn conning t- at least two people into getting us cake. I can't believe everybody fell for it. Yeah. I mean, we're not even trying over here. Yeah. This is just us sitting... I mean, we made a bit of an effort to upgrade our sound, but yeah. that seemed like more of a demand than, than like no, an just, option. It was just all part of the con. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. We had to make it very clear what we wanted so we could get it. Cake. And now we've got it. So anyway, yeah. Liz, uh, have some cake. It's very good. This is an actually actually excellent cake. Thank you, Han, for falling for our long con. She was a sucker. We got her good. We even brought her on. Yeah. Part of the game. <laughs> she didn't even know. <laughs> All right, so we've got 
a little bit something else. Yes, we, we also have a surprise. We have a special surprise, and I want to give a real apl- real applause here to Ben who. No, no, no! Team effort. Team. Team effort. It was on the surprise on all the, the way through, all, all right. the way down the line, and. No, we're not talking about the cake again. No. We have an actual surprise. We have an actual surprise for you, gentle listener. Because we know what shows you love, because hopefully you love the same shows we do, because otherwise, why are you listening? I can't imagine. I just can't. Like, we don't shut up about the shows we like. Yes. So there's no purpose. I mean, I guess the new ones, they want to know what new ones, but still. Yeah. Point is, we know you guys love the same t- some of the same TV we do, if not all. And we wanted to find out what some of the people who make the TV we love think is very good TV. And that didn't sound so convoluted when I originally pitched it to you, Ben, but it came out weird just now. No, it's it's perfect. We brought the most important people making television today, our favorite people making television today. The ones who answered our emails. <laughs> emails, phone calls, tweet barrages, whatever it took. Um, we're bringing them straight to you uh, with with their answer for what is important about TV right now, what makes for very good TV in 2017. So please enjoy some of IndieWire's favorite television people talking about the only thing that really matters on this goddamn planet anymore. TV? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is Carrie Coon from Fargo and the Leftovers. I think the most exciting thing about television right now is that it's so heterogeneous. It's filled with wildly dissimilar and diverse points of view in not just in voices but in form and in content. And I think most thrilling of all are the women women's voices that are coming through, um, female comedians and, you know, things like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and um, Fleabag and um, just all these new voices being discovered. It's it's a really exciting time to be a woman on TV and watching TV, and I can't wait to see what happens in 2018. Hey, I'm Tommy Dewey, and um, in terms of what makes for great TV in 2017, I think it's a, a throwing out of the old rule book. Um, we've paid lip service to that in the past, but I think you really see it happening now, um, a show like Atlanta can do a broader um, episode that um, that's, that satirizes talk shows one week and the next week do a, a really long two-handed um, scene that plays mostly for drama. Um, on our show Casual this year, we're doing an episode that's, um, I guess, kind of – uh, a, a a two-hander, basically, a, a walk-in talk through the through the streets with me and Michaela Watkins, um, and then we're doing a, a a a bigger, broader episode the next week. You see these anthology series popping up. Greg Garcia is doing an anthology comedy for TBS this year. So, um, I think we've gotten to a time, and it's really satisfying for an actor um, where. Uh, honesty is is favored over um, shtick or predictability. Um, you know, you look at some comedies from ten years ago. Not that the, some of them weren't good, but um, that um, where where jokiness um, um, was 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 sort of of the utmost importance, and and shows maybe talk down to an audience a little bit. But I I think we're in an era where um, that's no longer the case, and it's uh, it's really cool to be a part of. Uh, my name is Aya Cash. Um, I would say that my favorite thing about TV uh, is probably an answer that you're getting a lot, which is 
the uh, diversity of television, how many different uh, avenues there now are for different kinds of content. Um, uh, I think I really appreciate the fact that uh, you can create different stories and different genres um, in a way that when you had four networks, you were forced to look at whatever was on those networks. And now there are so many ways to watch TV and to engage um, in that, that it, it allows for, you know, lots of new stories to be told. Um, I think we can always do better. I think there's more opportunity than is being used. But I do think um, that I really appreciate that. I also think that the sort of onset of binge-watching has allowed for um, uh, at least viewers to find more Easter eggs in shows. I think that, you know, if you're a good show, there's lots of little things that when you're watching all at once, you notice in a way that you don't when you're watching week to week or with huge hiatuses between things. Um, so I, I like the binge-watching aspect of it as well, even though we should all be going outdoors and living lives as well. <laughs> My name is Mimi Leader. And uh, my favorite thing about TV right now is the way in which we, as the storytellers, have the ability and freedom to tell stories with our own unique voice, uh, on our own terms, to go deep, and to tell all stories. You know, there's this liberation in the choices we make today, and there's a deep commitment to the artfulness and the craft in the work we do especially on the leftovers, that is infectious, life-changing, and deeply satisfying. And that is what makes for very good TV in 2017. Um, hi, this is Amy Brenneman. And, um, well, I think, I think in many ways it is true that this is a golden age in television. I think that's for a couple of reasons. One is um, it's so darn expensive to uh, make movies that um, a lot of the writers and directors, um, especially in drama, have uh, migrated to um, to television because it's a place where you don't have to do movies about uh, superheroes. Um, I mean, as a creator and as a consumer, I think one thing that's that's really exciting is that all of the natural rhythms um, are shaken up. So I think in the traditional procedural, you know, if you have a cast of seven, no matter what happens within that hour, you pretty much know your series regulars are going to remain intact. It's a very big deal when you lose a series regular. So I think there's something lovely about that and something very predictable. And I think if you want predictability, that's probably what you're going to go for. But um, but it's a little numbing and it's a little boring because, you know, it never gets too risky. And I think what you're finding, and especially with the onset of cable, is that all bets are off. So it really keeps you engaged. Um, and, you know, especially on the show that I work on, The Leftovers, um, you never know. And obviously, even with the death of Ann Dowd's character, it being the leftovers, even if somebody dies, they could still be a presence. So all of that unpredictability, I think, is very exciting, both for viewers and for creators. Um, and I also, the other thing, the other awesome thing is that, you know, coming off of 
for me, having done six years of judging Amy and then six years of private practice, which is both network um, and speaking as a producer, you know, judging Amy was always 22 to 24 uh, episodes per season, which is a lot of material. And, you know, as a producer, I will say, listen, I think there was integrity in all of the episodes. Let's be honest, about half of them were really good and half of them were okay. <laughs> and I think what's really great is you – these days you can pitch, and I have done this, and you can say to a, uh, a studio, this idea is um, is a 10-episode idea, or in the night of, this is a seven-episode movie, essentially. It's a serialized movie. So you, there's so many different formats and possibilities that, um, that the format really follows the content, um, so you're not sort of uh, reverse engineering yourself into having to fill 22 episodes. So I think that's very exciting too, and I think that would probably go along with my first point, which is the um, the, the the lack of predictability that keeps the viewers um, more engaged. My name is Tara Barr, uh, and um, my favorite thing about TV right now is well, there's so much to love about TV. It's like become incredibly diverse and inclusive. But I think my specifically my favorite thing about TV right now is sort of its willingness to be weird you know you had Twin Peaks in the 90s and that was so totally ahead of its time but now it feels like we're seeing a lot more risk-taking uh like genre defying shows similar to it um but don't get me wrong I I uh, I, I love like Game of Thrones and The Crown as much as the next person but the shows that make me like giddy excited about the future of TV are like BoJack Horseman and Documentary Now and Atlanta and Rick and Morty and um, it's as if there's been like this revelation among TV writers and developers like okay we may have underestimated the amount of people who are like really interested in being challenged by the shows that they watch and maybe maybe like five years ago they would they would have occupied this sort of uh, like niche category uh, but now they're sort of these, like, successful and mainstream shows in some cases. One one show that I'm really excited, that's that's a very recent discovery, is uh, Legion. And uh, it's technically not, like, like a quote-unquote original concept since it's based on a comic, but the fact that it's shot and designed and cut in a way that doesn't feel, like, rote or joyless uh it's kind of punk rock and you're constantly on your toes and it feels like you're watching like this art house piece and it's awesome and it makes the viewing experience so rewarding and um yeah it's exciting seeing creative people blazing the trail for the next generation of creative people who will then pave the way for the next generation and uh and uh, yeah she was hoping that uh 2017 brings brings more shows that challenge and surprise you and speak to your like inner mutant uh hey uh this is damon lindelof uh i'm currently uh the co-creator uh and one of the executive producers on uh hbo's the leftovers and uh i think um obviously it's not news um to to say that uh television is has never been better than it is uh, right now, I do, uh, whether you want to call it golden age, uh, peak TV, 
these are all um, uh, labels that, that one can assign. Uh, is there too much uh, television? Uh, of course. Um, you know, I, there, there are probably like six shows right now that I am dying to be, commence my binge on um, that I haven't been able to get to because um, so vast are the, are the shows that I am currently binging. So, and then there's the shows that I watch alone and the shows that I watch with my wife. And we've got to finish watching Young Pope together before we can start watching The Crown together. And I'm negotiating to watch, um, uh, uh, um, you know, the, the last five episodes of Atlanta myself because we, we loved the, the, the first uh, batch of them, but then um, it, it became so intense and my wife, it's, it's hard for her to get into the mindset of it, et cetera, et cetera. And that's before, um, you know, the, we start to even talk about the OA or the second half uh, uh, of this current season of The Walking Dead, which is almost required viewing on Sunday nights, lest you be spoiled by the media culture. All this by way of saying is it's now a full-time job just to watch excellent television. And that's not to mention that at any given time, with you know, a month from now, there will be two returning shows that I feel like I need to watch and then one new thing that I hadn't even didn't even know existed like search party that everyone I know and trust is telling me to see so I think what's amazing mo most amazing uh, that I'm just blathering on right now is that I think that there are still these shows that we all aggregate around um, I'll use the, the, the completely and totally worn out um, metaphor of Lollapalooza the um, you know the 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 rock, the rock festival, which was sort of founded on this ideology of that it was more kind of indie bands, but they were indie mainstream bands. So like Jane's Addiction, uh, which would be mortified by the very idea that they had gone mainstream, were in fact mainstream at Lollapalooza. But if you went to Lollapalooza, all the action was basically like in the smaller tents, um, the bands that you'd kind of like never heard of, and yet you'd or or, or your favorite band that you thought that no one had heard of. And it's sort of a pre-internet culture, you would show up in the smaller tent and you would find like a thousand other people who were just like you from all over the country who this was their favorite band. And I think that that's what TV is now. And so, whereas I think five years ago, a show like The Leftovers never makes it to a third season, let alone a second season, just based on viewership or critical acclaim. But because there are enough people where The Leftovers is their favorite band, um, it's allowed to continue existing. And um, back in the day, you know, a show like The Wire basically, you know, was fighting from season to season just to make it into the next year. Um, but The Wire is widely sort of accepted as one of the greatest, if not the greatest television show ever in hindsight. And so all these shows are going to have a real legacy value. And it, it just, um, you don't need to aggregate the same amount of audience around them you just have to aggregate the same amount of passion. And so I just feel like um, I, I assume that the bubble is going to burst at some point in terms of uh, production, but it doesn't feel like the quality has been affected. It feels like, yes, there's more TV, but there's more great television uh, on now than ever before. And just to, um, uh, just to mention one other thing that I love, particularly because I'm blathering on on this podcast that your audience is currently listening to is I love that part too. I love listening to podcasts as I drive my car about the shows that I've already watched. So I'll spend Sunday night watching Game of Thrones 
uh, or Young Pope or uh, Big Little Lies, and then the next morning I want to hear, um, you know, television critics or, or TV bloggers that I think are funny, I want to hear what their take is. And so that water cooler community still exists. And so that, so that sort of second screen action allows us to go even deeper in terms of our fandom. And so it became, becomes kind of a snake eating its own tail. So I, uh, this is a great time to be a, uh, a fan of television. Um, I couldn't feel more blessed that I get to make television. And uh, congratulations on your 100th episode. Here's to uh, at least 1,000 more. And to those of you who have binged all 100 IndieWire uh, podcasts and have arrived here, congratulations. And finally, here's Michaela Watkins. The thing that sort of jumps out at me at first blush about 2017 television is um, I'm just interested in stories by people of color. Uh, I just feel like, you know, we've sort of been, you know, in this great television time and with streaming networks and everything, we're getting all these new voices, um, like Insecure in Atlanta and, and, um, and just so many interesting and, and uh, um, Aziz Ansari's show, uh, which is, I don't know why the name is escaping me right now. Um, but those are sort of narratives that I'm, I'm really interested in. Um, I, I feel like just new voices. I, I don't know any other way to say it except that I think 2017 is going to be about inclusion in the face of what's happening sort of on a national level. And, uh, you know, I feel like the artist's response to what's happening there is just total and complete inclusion. And um, so I'm just interested in hearing voices that have sort of been more on the fringe and that we haven't had a chance to um, experience enough of it. Well, thank you so much to everyone who contributed to uh, that little uh, audio essay on what makes television great today. Um, and Ben, thank you again for managing to get, managing to use your winning personality to get them on the phone. To get Damon Lindelof, guys. Thank you so much to Damon Lindelof, Amy Brenneman, Carrie Kuhn, everybody from The Leftovers who called in Mimi Leader. Uh, thanks to our You're the Worst Aya Cash. Thanks to the casual crew. I mean... These are our people. They're making great TV. Making and great by the TV. way, casual this season, it's going to be nuts. Do you hear what they're doing? It's crazy. What they, well, aside from Lake Bell directing, is that yeah. it? Yeah. Well, that's part of it. But they've got nine of the 13 episodes that are coming out are directed by women. Wow. And that's Lake Bell, Carrie Brownstein, Jillian uh, Robespierre, who directed Obvious Oh, Child. God, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's incredible unto itself. And then Michaela Watkins and Tommy Dewey wrote an episode. They wrote episode eight. Oh, my God. I bet it's a bottle episode. Oh, I hope so. Bottle episodes are great. They're fun. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thanks to everyone uh, for calling in and talking to, to us dummies and, and, more importantly, talking to you. And that's uh, – I think that's where our real thank you lies. Right, Liz? With yeah. With our listeners, our yeah. dear, dear listeners. Our, you guys are great. You guys – even if you're just casually listening, uh, we're glad we're glad to be in your cars or in your earbuds. And uh, for those of you who have ever sent us an email or a tweet, uh, you know you're the best, and it really means a lot to us that we've we've ne- we've been doing this for a hundred episodes, which is kind of mind-boggling. And we wouldn't do it if you guys weren't listening. So thank you very much. We we know we wouldn't do it because we wouldn't be listening because we then we couldn't sell sponsorship, and then. Uh, they, IndieWire wouldn't care whether or not we did it. 
Yeah, I mean, we could still just be like sneaking it out of the radar. Yeah, but, yeah. we could, we could go we could go, could go Rogue Nation, which I know would make them happy because then love going rogue. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, maybe someday. Well, there'd be a lot of free. <laughs> there'd be a lot of quote unquote free advertisements for the leftovers on here if that was if we decided to go rogue. We do not get paid to talk about the leftovers. Yeah, believe it or not, which I know you don't, but. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, seriously, thank you, everyone. Uh, special thanks to our obviously most devout and and charitable listeners who sent cake. Han, yes. when uh, Han, Anne, we need to have you back on the podcast more often because you're always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Uh, and if Anne, Mick, Casey, and Kate ever fly out here, uh, by all means, we'll bring you on. You've earned it. Yeah. If you buy us cake, you get to come on the podcast. <laughs> That's General a new rule. rule. Oh, new rule. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if if you. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, no, it, it's really cool. I'm glad we did. Cool. I'm, I'm glad we decided to do this, Ben. We got cake. We got. It only took a hundred episodes, but we got cake. We got cake. Do you have a favorite moment from our podcast? Do I? Yeah. Oh, that's tough. I don't know, Liz. There's, There's just a, so many. I mean, there was that time I murdered you. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was fun. The sweet release of death. Oh, sweet release of death. Briefly in a hotel. <laughs> choosing my garments carefully. What did you choose that time? Cop, man. <laughs> Gotta go cop. Gotta go cop. Non-international assassin. No, too dangerous. Cop, you just gotta sing a song. <laughs> you all know I'm more than willing to sing a song. That is true. Actually, my favorite part of the podcast might be, sadly enough for you listeners, the fact that uh, Liz opens every podcast by rapping and i think we've talked about this briefly before yeah. but we do our sound checks you know once we actually got this yeah. better equipment um we do our sound checks and i make liz slash liz volunteers uh to give a little rap and she alternates them like she switches them out right, right in there I, well, um, it, but they're always entertaining they bring such joy to my face and i always let her just go yeah like i don't stop her i'm like oh we got the lever shut up it's like let's see where this goes um well the thing the, the, it started because i you, you would say to me, say something into the microphone, and I would freeze, and because it only started once we got the new mics, and I would I would freeze because I, you know, whenever anyone says like say something, like you know, you freeze. So I would just I have a few I have memorized a few verses of a few different rap songs, uh, for karaoke purposes, and so that is what happens. Liz is the living embodiment of a Californian female eight mile rapper. I am basically Eminem. Yeah. That is not true. She does not rap Eminem, though. No, I've never really mastered him. Yeah, he's tough. Yeah. But I mean, more than that, he's just not your he's not your type of music. Like, but, you've got your select numbers that you are, can just... Are you trying to go to me and uh, doing a little rapping? Uh, I can do it. Uh, I'll do whatever. it. I'm, well, I'm not going to make you do anything, Liz. This, this no. is your show. This, no, I'm, I'm just sitting here talking right. into a mic. Well, you're packed and you're stacked, especially in the back, brother. Want to thank your mother for a butt like that. Can I get some fries of that shake, shake, booty? If looks could kill you, would be an Uzi or a shotgun. Bang! What's up with that thing? I want to know. How does it hang? Wait up, straight up. Hold up, Mr. Lover. Like Prince says, you're a sexy mother. Well, I can real wild. B-boy style by the mile. Smooth black skin with a smile. Bright as the sun. I want to have some fun. So come and give me some of that yum, yum, chocolate chip honey dip. Can I get a scoop? Baby, take a ride in my coop. You make me want to shoop. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that, that, that was solid. Yeah. I got through that okay. It should also be noted that we have not consumed any of the champagne yet. No. No. Some. There's a bottle of champagne here, which we were going to pop, but then we realized that 
we were about to also be at work. Yeah, well, also, you know, we, were, <laughs> we realized that we'd been so excited about our 100th episode that we'd never recorded it, and yeah. we were running short on time to do that. So we figured we actually had to make the podcast. But no, Liz just uh, nailed that, perhaps on a bit of a sugar high, but, you know, otherwise completely uninhibited, just straight I, I, I will just rap in the middle of the office, apparently. Damn right. All right. And... So with that, with 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 that moment uh, 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 captured for all posterity, a new favorite moment for me. <laughs> you were not really happy. You've always been very encouraging of my rap, and I They're appreciate good. that. They're good. No, oh, thank you. I encourage good art. That's what I'm here for. The, and speaking of Ben, what was the best thing you watched last week? <laughs> I'm sorry, I I have an answer for this. It was the leftovers trailer. <laughs> But I feel like that violates our policy of, of, you know, trying to actually be helpful. And we've done a lot of kind of general talk about television today with our wonderful guests talking about a lot of different shows that are out there and, and what they like about TV. So it's good to be specific now. And I will be specific because I saw something great last week. What did you see? Planet Earth 2. Oh, man. Oh, my God, you guys. You're not ready for Planet Earth 2. I don't know. I don't think they are. No. I'm very worried for everyone who watches this show. There's not enough, I don't think anyone has the full spectrum of an emotional range to appreciate every level of planet Earth that needs to be appreciated. It's, it's like its own thing. It's, it's amazing. Like, it's a really amazing thing. And somebody, when I, I tweeted about this and another dear listener uh, said something to the effect of, they better have a higher ratio of like happy, cute animals than sad devastating moments and i was like i don't know what i don't know how you'd quantify that precisely but i feel like they do a a good enough job uh to justify that it's it's a great it's a great show Uh, gentle listeners i legitimately called ben yesterday uh he was he was working remotely and i needed him i wanted him to help me out with my phone and testing it and he answered the phone and i've never heard him more emotionally upset than he was over something that happened with some penguins. Yeah, that was tough. Like, you caught me right at the wrong time. Yeah. Oh, boy. But, you know, you got through it. Yeah. And you really liked it. Yeah. Okay. It's great. Tremendous television. And with a purpose. So tune in. Watch Uh, the biggest screen you can find. Oh, my God. Yes. Liz, what about you? Best thing you watched last week? Um... So I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm picking this because it's a call out to a show that I feel like no one's really going to watch and I feel bad about that because I think it's really delightful in many respects but if you're a good wife fan and you can figure out how to watch the good fight watch the good fight guys it's delightful they're they it's a lot it's kind of like they they took like their they took the good wife and they custom stripped out all the things that didn't quite work or they kind of were sick of and now it's just a bunch of ladies and wearing power suits kicking ass and the kicking kicking ass for the law and for the law and Kush Jumbo is in it and Kush Jumbo just like has a man around and he just is like I'm just this extraordinarily attractive man. I'm just going to sit on your couch without my shirt on. And also maybe you see my butt before. And I'm like, Kush Jumbo, you have it all figured out. I mean, it wouldn't be our 100th episode if I didn't talk about The Leftovers and Liz didn't talk about porn. It's not porn. It's just a butt. (laughs) There's butts on The Leftovers. Oh, my God. How many butts? butts. There what? There's more than butts. There's a lot of butts. 
and 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 Wang. I usually just it's not usually the go-to descriptor when you're recommending it. It's like somehow every time when you're really passionate about a show, it starts with this is like really good and it's well made and good reason, good reason, good and then butts guys. And then there's butts and there's naked dudes and it's just ah naked. And then I'm just like, "Okay." I well, I bring it I brought it up very specifically just kind of as an example of how of butts of butts but also just like i feel like it's just a scene that really struck me is like this is a show that you know of course once the once the era of the handmaid's tale sets in and women are no longer able to hold property or have rights that'll be fun like a nice little nap vacation from being a human being uh but once that era sets in we'll look back on these delightful fictions and be like remember when women were powerful and strong that was fun yeah that got depressing on me. Yeah. Ben, what's the next thing you're looking forward to? The leftovers. <laughs> I'll give you that one. We have an air date. Yeah, we do. We got an air date. We got two teasers. We got at least six or seven official photos. It's coming, Liz. It's going to be wonderful. You can smell it. I actually, the trailer is really freaky. Yeah. Like, there's some freaky stuff that happens in that trailer, and it's just one minute. It's dark. All right. It's got that great sense of humor, though. Yeah. It's it's just it's it might ruin me, oh, and I, I'm not even that. I, I, I'm not I'm not on your level. I am fully prepared to be destroyed. I want it to destroy me. I'm welcoming the end. I feel like I've been well prepared for this for this show, <laughs> for this finale. I will also throw out that uh, Bates Motel returns on Monday. Oh, I I'm very much looking forward to the final season. Should be good. Yeah, that's great. I'm I'm glad we're I'm glad we're digging in on that one. Yeah, it's a smart uh, smart scary, very scary. Very unnerving. Yell at your TV kind of show. Fun. And Rihanna. And, and freaking Rihanna's showing up. We can't go wrong with Riri. Yeah, it's a theory. Uh, <laughs> Liz, what are you looking forward to? Oh, man, I'm so excited because eventually, A, I'm going to catch up on Colony. But more importantly, I have a new episode of uh, Man Seeking Woman waiting for me. And that show has been so charming all season long. If you're not watching... You can just pick up with the beginning of season three and you'll get right into the swing of things. And Katie Findlay has just been a real find. And the rest of the ensemble is always really strong. And yeah, it's it's a show I feel like it's one of those shows that I wish we had more time to talk about, more time to promote. Not promote, but like, you know, promote. Oh. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I had more time and energy to really start evangelizing for Man Seeking Woman because I think it's a show that deserves it. It needs more. It needs more evangelists. Yeah, it's got some people out there giving it the hard push. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of Twitter noise I've seen about some recent episodes, so I feel like I feel like word is getting out, which is good. Good. Um, and you will eventually we'll write more about it, and eventually you can read about it on IndieWire.com, where you will also find news, reviews, interviews, and features. And uh, if you want to listen to podcasts that get less cake than our podcast. Make sure you listen to Eric Cohn and Ann Thompson on Screen Talk. Uh, we've also got Mike Schneider, who's a little bit short of his 100th episode, but we have no doubt he'll get cake when Turn It On hits 100. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Chris O'Fault, Filmmaker's Toolkit Podcast, all the IndieWire podcasts. Check them out. They are Less all cake, ca- but still good. They're, they are cake-worthy, just to be clear. Yes. Uh, speaking of cake-worthy, you can find Ben on Twitter at Ben T. Travers. And you can find Liz on Twitter at Lizlet. That's with an I. Anony. Correct. Uh, we will be back next week for episode 101. It'll be cakeless, but we'll push through. I don't know. There might still be cake here. Actually, there might still be cake for that. Yeah. There's a lot of cake. There's a lot. 
We've done well. Yeah. Happy 100 episodes, Ben. Happy 100 episodes, Elizabeth. And as always, you guys, keep watching television. Thank you.